it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not have a lobster dinner at the White House last night. Check this one out. Last week, Joe Biden pushed environmental regulations that killed the jobs of Maine lobstermen. This week, he serves lobster at a state dinner. This guy's a serious ass. We will get into it as well as the meltdown, my goodness gracious, of Kanye West. The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. And quite possibly the meltdown of your favorite radio host. I am not happy. I got. We're going to get into one today. It's going to be a real chippy Friday. We're packing the foil. We're getting ready to play some old style hockey. Remember slap shots? This is Hanson Brothers Radio for the next three hours. We have the Charleston Chiefs of radio. So lace up your ice skates and get out there uh, to center ice. 888-788-9910. The rules on the Friday are the same as the rules on a Thursday, a Wednesday, a Tuesday, a Monday. If you're listening to the podcast over the weekend, be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a That is all. Uh, I got a big day today on the telly. If you're watching some Failavision, I will be. Uh, co-hosting The Five. I will be filling in for the Little General, our lovable comedy dwarf Greg Gutfeld taking a day off. So big game James pulling the jersey out of the rafters. I will be sitting uh, on the far left of the table. Uh, Jesse's on today. That's a wild one. He's great. I was had a great time on the show the other night. Kennedy will be on as well. Judge Janine will be in the house. And the legendary uh, handsome Harold Ford. That's a great one. And uh, one of the guests that's on the show today, uh, Jim Jordan's coming on. No, he is not going to be on The Five, but Katie Pavlich will be on The Five. And uh, it's been a busy TV week, and people always say, like, oh, dude, you're going to drop dead. I see you all over the channel. You were on Hannity. You were on, you know, Waters World. You were on Ingram. You were on Outnumbered. You're on the Faulkner Focus, America's Newsroom. You were on Kennedy, and you won the game, by the way. Look at me. And everybody's like, I don't know how you do it, bro. Uh, first of all, it's just such an amazing time. It's not work. I can't explain to the cab driver version of me. That there's this other version of me that needs to be on a TV set for five minutes a day. Oh, bro, you don't understand how bad it is. <laughs> you know, the cab driver version of me is getting, like, literally cut off and shot at, you know, talking to people from other solar systems. This is not work to me. Uh, but part of the reason I enjoy it so much and, and I always feel well prepared or at least qualified to be there. And to be clear, I'm not qualified. Uh, but my energy is, my attitude is, because I have a lot of great friends, you know, that always keep me in good spirits. And I begin today with a shout out. My man, Davey who works up at WB, uh, WIBX in Utica, which is a phenomenal town square station. I was on with Bill Keeler in the morning today, uh, despite my better judgment. And uh, I will be going back up to Utica. I'm going to be at the Fat Cats Comedy Club in February. And I do believe those tickets went on sale today. It is Friday, February the 17th, Saturday, February the 18th. Uh, but my man, Davey, who always answers the phone at IBX, is uh, a big wrestling fan. And I know he's a little bit of a fan of the show. Don't judge the guy. He means well. And uh, he just always gets me in a good mood. So last night I did Hannity. Then I had to tell some jokes afterwards. And then I had a few hours later I had to be on Fox and Friends first. Like, uh, you know, two hours after I got home I had to be back on TV. What the hell did you just say? No big deal. I was like, don't worry about it, Jimmy. You're going to handle this. And then uh, 
I said, you know what? You know, I'll just I'll do the TV. Then I'll get like an hour of sleep. I'll do Fox Across America. And then I will go straight home. I'll get a nap. It's all going to be fine. You don't worry. <laughs> and then I got the call. They're like, hey, man, you want to fill in on the five? And I was like, of course I do. It's the highest rated show in television. You better believe I'm going to be there. So absolutely, yes, let's go. We got this. We can do this. No one's going to stop us. Right? And then I hung up the phone. I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was like, how are you going to do this, big man? But when I called into the Keeler show this morning, Davey answers the phone. I chat with my buddy for five minutes, and it's just like Popeye spinach. You know, Popeye opens the can of spinach, that whole thing. That's just like a live. I'm in a great mood. So, Davey, wherever you are, if you're listening, hopefully you're not in Peepers or one of those gentlemen's establishments up there in Utica. Hubba, hubba. But the point is, wherever you're listening, Davey, this Bud's for you. You remember this Bud's for you? Davey, this Bud's for you. I don't even know if, I don't even know if you're allowed to drink. I don't know what goes on that mom of yours, but, but shout out to you, Davey. Uh, everybody gets a shout out today, except we're going to go off the beaten path here a little bit. Um, I know this is Kanye's story to get to, and we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it with Jim Jordan, okay, who is not remotely related to Kanye in any way, shape, or form, but is pretty tight with Donald Trump, and Trump did, of course, have dinner with Kanye West a week ago at Mar-a-Lago. That's stupid! Use your common sense. I'm not going to lead with it really simply because obviously if you're listening to this show, you condemn everything beyond, you know, anti-Semitism goes without saying. But you condemn hatred of all forms because this is the most lighthearted show anywhere in the media. We're the good people. We don't care. That's the hook. We care about America. We care about our freedoms. care about our family. care about the well-being of society. But we ain't running on hate on this show. Oh, my goodness gracious. But the thing with the Kanye, you know, he's obviously crazy either on his meds or off his meds, and probably needs to be treated and institutionalized at this point. And, you know, while everybody's having their little, you know, stampede of moral superiority on Twitter, I want to be honest with you, okay? This is one man who has lost his mind who's saying terrible things. And we obviously don't want it to lead it to anything worse. But that being said, like, we're living at a point in this country right now, like, if you wanted to really be honest about, like, what matters is, you know, the... Number of black gun deaths in this country right now, black on black violence, is at the highest level since 1990. Okay, if we were all going to pretend to be good people and care, we should be talking about not the guys saying bad things, but the guys killing each other. That's what we really should be focused on because it would help society a lot more. I think he's got a point. Everybody loves to obsess over words, but i got to be honest with you. The words are reprehensible. He deserves whatever's coming his way. If he's losing sponsorships, if he's getting banned from Twitter, he deserves all of it. That's fine. Okay, freedom of speech. He's not going to jail for what he said. The First Amendment protects you from prison. It doesn't protect you from losing your job. It doesn't protect you from getting kicked off of Twitter. And to be honest with you, it shouldn't if you say anything that's stupid. So let's be clear, okay? I understand the gravity of what he said, but I do think as a society we obsess so much more over what people say than what they do, which brings me to where I want to start the show. Sam Bankman-Fried is an actual piece of Okay, Sam Bankman-Fried is basically the Bernie Madoff of crypto. I don't know if you've been following this story, but we talk about the difference between what you say and what you do and why our society is as screwed up as it is. Sam Bankman-Fried basically defaulted tens of thousands of Americans of their life savings, knowingly did so, stole their life savings in this crypto scam, got dozens of big high-profile celebrities, the Tom Brady's of the world, the Larry David's of the world, people I happen to like quite a bit, and I'm not saying they were involved in the scam, But I'm saying they, like a lot of Democratic politicians, he was the second biggest donor 
to the Democratic Party in the 2022 election cycle, single-handedly financed the ground game in the midterms for the Democrats, said all the right things. I'm raising this crypto because I want to help the environment. I'm raising this crypto to racism, intolerance, and inclusion, and I just want to be a good guy. That's why I'm raising the money. Dude, they were throwing sex parties. They were blowing all of it. There was no oversight, and they were knowingly defrauding everyone. He is Bernie Madoff. But because he was donating to Democratic causes and saying the right thing, he's a philanthropist, he supported them with the environmental stuff. Sam Bankman Freed, after the collapse of this empire that's lost over $30 billion worth of wealth, I'm talking about people's life savings. Okay, he knowingly defrauded these people. He should be behind bars. But the media, specifically the New York Times, is throwing this guy a victory parade. Okay, he spoke on Wednesday night at this New York Times symposium. It was $2,000 a head to get in. Ben Affleck spoke on the gig. Okay, I don't, this, uh, come on, man. Like, you guys are supposed to be the moral and just progressives doing the right thing by the little guy. Democrats are so full of crap. They're trying to rehabilitate his image and position him as a guy who, you know, he's a well-intended guy. He just... He just ran into a little bit of bad luck. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Dude, he criminally defrauded people and will probably go to jail. But the reason everybody in the media, because George Stephanopoulos gave an interview yesterday, too. A jokey, clappy, way to go. I mean, for real, like a tongue bath. It's kinky. It's weird. Delete your search history if you watch that video. Good gosh. But stick with me. They're trying to repurpose the image of Sam Bankman Freed because it repurposes their own image in being complicit in not vetting any of the crap that they were pushing. Do you know how many profiles, how many write-ups, how many glowing, I mean like romance novel stuff, put Fabio on the cover of the novel, if you're going to, the articles they wrote about this guy, not only before the scam, during the scam, but even after the scam, they're trying to tell you this is a good guy. The media is a bunch of losers. And the reason they want you to believe he's a good guy is twofold. One, he said all the right things. Environment, tolerance, diversity. Now go ahead. Give me all that money, girl. <laughs> I'm going to save the environment. But first, I need to hold this cash. That's what went on. But because he said the right things, well, he's an ally. We don't care where the money's coming from. And the fact that they didn't care where the money's coming from now that the money's gone is not grounds for them to say, well, we got that wrong. No, 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 no. What they're trying to say is this guy, ah, this is a good guy. He's just, you know, it hasn't been easy. You got to appreciate the humility. I mean, that's what's going on. Here is Sam Bankman-Fried. Okay, and it's just, oh, this is so disgusting. Okay, he's speaking at the New York Times Deal Book Summit. Okay, he was booked to speak there months before this collapse. But even in the aftermath, with everyone coming forward and saying, oh, this guy robbed us, there was no oversight, with he himself admitting there wasn't enough oversight, this guy's still getting rounds of applause and getting treated like a hero. And it's disgusting. Here it is, clip one. Clearly, I, um, I made a lot of mistakes or, or things I would give anything to be able to do over again. Um, I didn't ever uh, try to commit fraud on anyone. I, I was excited about the prospects of FTX a month ago. Um, I saw it as a thriving, growing business. I was shocked by what happened this month. And, you know, reconstructing it, uh, where are there things I wish I had done differently? 
Garbage like you just makes me sick. Dude, just to be clear, okay, he was taking in the money, paying new investors with the money from old investors, by definition, a Ponzi scheme. Correct the mundo. And getting all kinds of celebrities and big media institutions like the Times and the Post to lavish praise all over the effort. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. Oh, look at this well-meaning left-wing philanthropist. He cares about the environment. Look at him go. He's, he's spending money on diversity. And it's true. He was hiring strippers to the office of every creed and color. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But the bottom line is the guy is a piece of garbage and was knowingly defrauding people. If Bernie Madoff were alive today and only he had donated to left-wing causes, there'd be statues of this guy. Oh, this guy's a hero. Yeah, a little tough luck at the end there when, uh, you know, the Ponzi scheme ran out of cash. But this is the biggest problem in our society. What you say is now more important than what you do. And I'm just telling you this as someone who actually cares. I'm new to media. This is a big deal to me to have all these jobs. And for as long as they're crazy enough to put me on the air, I'm going to tell you everything. Probably get me killed. But I'm going to not, not from my company, but from the people I'm willing to speak out against. My company's amazing. They're a free speech company. But the truth is, rest of the world don't like this stuff. Rest of the world don't like how much we're calling out China on Fox News every day. You think they're happy? You think Tim Cook looked happy yesterday when Hillary Vaughn put a microphone in his face and was like, yeah, what's up with China? What's up with slave labor? You know, what's up with them protesting for human rights and you denying them the protest for human rights? And do you know what Tim Cook said? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. What an idiot. It goes beyond idiot, but we got to hold on to these broadcast licenses. But speaking of idiots, here's some more Sam Bankman-Fried. Here he is making a little joke, getting a round of applause, getting an applause break, getting some laughter. Listen to this. Clip three. How concerned are you about criminal liability at this point? So I don't think that, I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't personally think that I have, uh, you know, but I, I think the real answer is that's not, it sounds weird to say, but. But it, I think the real answer is that's not what I'm focusing on. I mean, look, I, I've had a bad month. Um, this has not been a fun month for me. But that's not what matters here. Oh, I had a bad month. <laughs> I'm surrounded by idiots. Folks, go look at these videos on the Internet. Go look at Ben Affleck speaking. Go look at the New York Times speaking. Go look at George Stephanopoulos interviewing him yesterday on Good Morning America. Like, where'd you go wrong, buddy? How are you going to get back on your feet again? Like as if you know, this is our hero, our lovable, affable, you know, ran into a bad bounce of the ball. Cause this is a guy who stole people's life savings. But he said the right thing, so nobody cares. And the fact that he said the right things, the fact that they were complicit in helping him defraud everybody is why they're trying to repurpose him as some type of, you know, ne'er-do-well, you know, the, the decent guy, upstanding guy. Because otherwise, there's going to draw a lot of scrutiny to the fact that they were complicit in this. It's no different than everybody who's now admitting the Hunter Biden laptop was stolen. Why are they admitting it? Because the Republicans won the House and Elon Musk bought Twitter, which means the truth's coming out. So they want to be ahead of the truth. They want you to believe this wasn't political. It was an honest, innocent mistake. But if it wasn't political and they really cared about the legitimacy of the Hunter Biden story in acknowledging that the Hunter Biden story is true, which the New York Times does, the Washington Post does, CBS does. OK, in acknowledging it's true, that means the emails are true. 
That means Joe Biden was potentially involved in his son's influence peddling scheme overseas. Are you the big man, Joe? If you believe the laptop's true, you damn sure do believe the big man uh, is Joe Biden. But is anyone in the media asking that question? The answer would be no. No, because Joe Biden says the right things, at least when they put a teleprompter in front of his face. And he's certainly not throwing a perfect game there either. But the bottom line is we now live in a world where what you say is more important than what you do. Kanye West said something horrifically stupid should be banned from polite society. But there's a lot more venom at him for what he said than there is at Sam Bankman Freed for what he did. And he's a guy who ripped off half the freaking country. It's disgusting, and it's a sad commentary on everybody who's a part of it. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. It's a shame that you have to be considered to be on the spectrum to have enough courage to speak out loud. I do love my family, right? But I looked at every possible outcome. I've practiced Chinese water torture on myself. I would, I, I would like skip along Malibu in front of my house and sing, when the Clintons come to kill me, how is it going to be? What are they going to do to kill me? Wait a second. Netton, what do you have to say about this? Netton, don't want to say nothing. I mean, man. Have you ever had a check? Poor Kanye. And I don't mean that in a sympathetic way, but we're watching the self-destruction of a guy that was a billionaire at one point and said some unforgivable things. It's not good what he's doing. Uh, he's clearly either on or off meds and will probably wind up being institutionalized at some point. But it's the driving story in our news cycle today. And I got to be honest with you, it shouldn't be. It just it shouldn't be. OK, we have a wide open border. It's the the leading cause of adult death in this country. Black on black, you know, violence in that community, sadly, has spiked to the highest level since 1990. We've still got a baby formula shortage. We're in a really bad spot. If you're living on a fixed income, you can't live on the fixed income because of the inflation prices. The country's in a bad way. But the reason we're in this bad way is what you say is more important than what you do. It's one of the reasons Trump was so unpopular. Trump had policies that were great for the country. But we live in an era of children. People's emotions are their facts. If you say bad things, you get them upset. That's more important than the good things you might do to help their economy, to help their crime situation in the neighborhood, or I don't know, to maybe secure their border. But that's why you got to be mindful of not only what comes out of your mouth, but what comes out of your dinner guests' mouths, too. We're going to get into it with Jim Jordan, Katie Pavlich. Don't go anywhere, damn it. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share.
Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up on a Friday. We're here in New York this Friday. It's a home game for me. Uh, Next Friday, we will be on the road. We'll be down in Oklahoma City broadcasting from the legendary studios of the Eagle. Hey, girl, 96.9 Eagle. And uh, I got to say this. Uh, we will also be appearing next Friday night at the Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City, Friday and Saturday next weekend. Uh, if you want to go hang out with your radio buddy, tickets at BricktownComedy.com. And if you're not in the Oklahoma City area, how dare you, as Greta Thunberg would say. I don't know, maybe you head out to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and uh, you keep me out of Decatur, Indiana, where the Back 40 <laughs> buffet is. That's a big pro- – I can't be there right now. Uh, I have – been told I gotta, you know, I gotta rein it in a little. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat. F- look at you. But uh, Saturday night, uh, excuse me, Friday night, December the sixteenth. Saturday night, December the seventeenth. I will be at the Summit City Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. You can get tickets for that at summitcitycomedy.com. But I kicked off the show today saying, "What we live in a world where what you say is more important than what you do," and that's the truth. Joe Biden got elected as saying, oh, I'm a champion of the unions. I'm looking out for the little guy. And, you know, if you remember back in September, he had a celebration in September because they had struck a deal to avert a crisis in the railroad negotiations. <laughs> they spiked the football at the five yard line. They did the icky shuffle. We did it. We're in. But no deal had been made. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. Well, anyway, lo and behold, okay, the government first and foremost, Congress should not be getting involved in private sector negotiations. But they did because Biden wanted to be a union hero. So they got involved in the negotiations. And the good news is we have averted a rail strike. The bad news is they didn't get what they want. Here is Biden explaining it. Again, the guy who says the right things does the wrong things. I'm looking out for the rail workers. I'm Amtrak Joe. I rode the train all the time. Woo! You guys are having a standoff? Not with old Amtrak Joe. I'm going to get the government involved. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Believe me when I tell you. Believe Ronald Reagan When he tells you, what was the big holdout? What was holding up the negotiations? Okay, there were 12 unions involved. And in order, it's like a jury. Okay, in order for them to make a deal, all the unions have to sign off on the deal. The big holdup amongst all of them was the guys wanted paid sick leave. Okay, these are guys who are working on train tracks, doing heavy labor. They wanted uh, 56 hours of paid sick leave. So if they go to the doctor, they don't have to take a day off of work without pay. Because, again, they're trying to make ends meet. They're trying to raise families. And to be clear, these guys seem to make pretty good money. But the point is they wanted paid sick leave. That was the holdup in the deal. Biden and Congress got involved. Did they get any of the paid sick leave? The answer would be no. That's the bottom line. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. And here's one of them. Joe Biden spoke at the White House just minutes ago, minutes before we came on the air. He got up to the podium at the White House. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. Here it is. Clip four. Thanks to the bill Congress passed and one I'm about to sign, we've spared the country that catastrophe. At the same time, we ensured workers are going to get a historic 24 percent wage increase over the next five years, improved working conditions and peace of mind around their health care. And look, I know this bill doesn't have paid sick leave that these rail workers and, frankly, every worker in America deserves. But that fight isn't over. 
I didn't commit we were going to stop just because of, we couldn't get it in this bill that we were going to stop fighting for it. I've supported paid sick leave for a long time. I'm going to continue that fight till we succeed. You have failed me for the last time, Admiral. Yeah, the unions are pissed. They're happy with the pay increase, obviously. Uh, it's a phased pay increase. They're not getting a 24% raise the way he's explaining it. You know what else they're not getting? Is they're not getting the paid sick leave that they were holding out for. Biden sucks. So this is the problem. That Ronald Reagan clip I play a lot. If you hear things on the show, if you hear them a lot, like I play a Reagan clip a lot, it's just basic philosophy. Government is not the solution to the problem. Government is the problem. You understand they don't get involved in these problems to help you. They get into these problems to help them. You know, that's one of the arguments against all of the spending and all of the codependency they're fostering upon people is they're teaching people not to have self-reliance. They're teaching people a level of codependency that ultimately undermines their resolve to bear down, fight harder, and move on. I remind you of this every day. For whatever you think of this show and me, and believe me, I'm a mess. That's not like shtick. I am a mess. You know, but I had a kid one day. I had no money in the bank. There were times where I didn't even have a bank. I knew I had an obligation to provide for this kid and the wonderful woman I had married. So I got to work way too hard, like way too hard. Like I really wanted great things for them. I didn't know I could do this. Give me a break. Like I'm sure pie in the sky. It'd be amazing to be able to do it. But I just got out of bed one day and went to work and never stopped, you know, or two jobs, four jobs, five jobs. I mean, even now when you look at like what I do, I host, you know, five days a week, a radio, three hours a day. I probably do another, you know, three hours a day, a TV in between. I'm doing stand up at night. Lord knows what kind of work I got to do when I get home and Jenny gets her hands on me. She is a wild woman. But stick with me. Okay, if the government was just cutting me some nominal amount of money back when I was poor, I might not have had the resolve. If I could have just got by without the effort, you know, they say necessity is the mother of invention. And the other thing you need to understand is the pride of ownership. There is nothing cooler, nothing cooler than doing something cool, having something cool that you did for yourself. You know, I can tell you for Lincoln, it's like my the favorite thing as a dad right now is the Link man uh, was a little bit of a chunky monkey a year and a half ago. Shut your mouth. <laughs> no, he was. He was like me. You know, I eat nonstop. I'm an animal. But he hit a period in his maturation process where he just started working out and got lean and mean. And now he's like a half a foot taller than me, and he lost 50 pounds, which I got to be honest, man. That can't be good. It's good for him. It's bad for me, okay? I got to be able to take this kid at least like into his high teens. I got to count on Jenny to wield the firearm to restore order in the living room. No good for me. But no, it's the pride of ownership and, and seeing a kid walk around knowing his quality of life has improved and he is responsible for it. Believe me, I'm putting my kid on a diet. Look at me on TV. I'm not putting, you know, the kind of nerve I'd have to have <laughs> to put anybody on a diet. But the point is that pride of ownership that he has in that little accomplishment, that minimal pride of ownership that I have in my accomplishments, you know, it's really cool. Okay, and when the government tries to deny you that, when the government tries to impose its own will, when the government tries to decide what your standard of living can be, okay, they're not doing it for you. They're doing it for them. If you become dependent on them, okay, you will vote for them. But if you will vote for them because they're giving you stuff, that means the other people that aren't taking stuff are going to pay higher taxes. Thanks, big government weenuses. But the bigger precedent here that's so problematic as it pertains to these labor negotiations 
is the government's not supposed to be involved in what the private sector does simply because what's the precedent now? The next union has a dispute. The government's going to chime in now. Now we're, you know, labor negotiators. Now we're arbitration lawyers. That's not the function of Congress. You know what the function of Congress is supposed to be? Keep us safe, okay, as a people, and get the f- out of the way. That's the government's job. Keep us safe. Get out of the way. Here's our taxes. Are you keeping us safe? All right, get out of the way. That's the point of the government. Yes, we are paying money for critical infrastructure. You're supposed to keep that stuff up to date. What they've done instead in an effort to sell people codependency is they've repurposed the meaning of infrastructure. Infrastructure is now free college, free, you know, it's free health care, not, you know, let the free market sort out the health care prices and drive down the prices through competition. You know, the whole necessity is the mother of invention thing. No, no, no. Let's just give it to people. The other folks can pay higher taxes, and we'll be able to say we gave people free health care. They'll keep voting for us. Great. But does it do anything to address the cost of the health care? The answer would be no. No different than student loan forgiveness. People have high student loan debt because they're getting charged to the moon and back for degrees they're never going to use. Okay, there's no commensurate job for an art history major. There's no commensurate job for a gender studies major. You know what the commensurate job for both of those majors is? Barista. Coffee barista. That's the commensurate job. But you'll charge somebody $250,000 to get their hands on that useless degree. That's not right. But rather than tackling the problem head on, the government's like, no, no, we'll help some of these people out. They'll keep voting for us. Woo! But nothing is done to address the cost. One thing the Republicans blew strategically is when Barack Obama passed what was known as the Affordable Care Act, because it was so wildly unpopular with taxpayers, they decided to pin it to him politically and call it Obamacare. That's Obamacare. You believe this Obamacare? How many times have you heard the words Obamacare on talk radio? I know as a cab driver between the years of, I got to say, 2008 uh, all the way up to about 2014, it was heard about 5,000 times a day on talk radio in my taxi. 5,000. Obamacare. Obamacare. You believe Obamacare? But you know what? That was strategically a bad move by Republicans as it pertains to labeling because it didn't highlight the actual effect, the actual juxtaposition between the purpose of the bill and the accomplishment of the bill. The bill was called the Affordable Care Act. But did care become more affordable under the bill? The answer would be no. Yo, health care premiums since the Affordable Care Act was passed are up over a thousand percent in most major markets. Okay, the healthcare exchanges that were supposed to be designed to foster competition, which would of course do what? Well, more competition, people will find innovative ways to, you know, deliver free, more you know, not freer, cheaper, more effective health care. They'll have to outdo each other. No, it was the opposite. If you force people to buy a product, here's a news flash. The people selling it are gonna raise the prices every single time. He knows what he's talking about. Dude, if you open a pizza place, Vinny's Pizza. Hey Vinny, where you going? There you go. Vinny, congratulations. Cut the... You in there, Vinny? Okay. Turn the stove on. Let's get a little hot. Okay. Get some music. People like atmosphere. Okay. You, all right. Good. Here you go. Put the game on. People want to see the game if they're waiting for the pizza. Hold them over. All right, Vinny. You good. Take a picture. Get it on Instagram. You know, start a website. All right. Here we go. So Vinny's Pizza is now in business. And, you know, it's doing a business. People come in. Friday night's pizza night. They want to cook. You know, it's Lenta. Pizza night. Here we go. All this good Friday. You're just banging out pizzas, you know, left and right. 
all the delivery guys getting stoned, making big tip money. It's a good time to be Vinny's Pizza, okay? But you know when it becomes a great time to be Vinny's Pizza? You know, Vinny right now is moving pizza $12 a pie. This is fantastic, and we're getting big orders. But when the government steps in and says, everybody's got to buy Vinny's Pizza. I, I, I know you want Chinese food tonight. Nope, you're going to Vinny's. I know you want a burger. Nope, you're going to Vinny's. Guess what Vinny's going to do? The minute the government says everyone in town has to buy that pizza. Well, we're moving on Oh, girl, Vinny going to raise them prices, girl. Vinny going to make that money, girl. And that's what he did. But in this case, it wasn't a little guy like Vinny's Pizza. It was Big Pharma. It was big health care companies that jacked the prices to the moon. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. Okay. Government interference in private sector negotiations. Government interference in the free market always screws the little guy. That's what's going on right now with inflation. That's what's going on with fuel prices. That's what's going on with every one of these big government initiatives. Okay, they do it in the name of helping the little guy, but it's the little guy that always gets the bill. I said it before. I'll say it again because I care. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. You're listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. We're going to be talking to Jim Jordan in the next hour. And then the great Katie Pavlich. Katie Pavlich joining me on The Five today, right here on the Fox News Channel. No big deal. This is the highest rated show on television. Sitting in the main chair as a former New York City cab driver with a minimal amount of education. This could be a problem. (laughs) Hey, it's going to be fine. You don't worry about a damn thing. Your radio buddy's got this. Uh, But the reason I always kind of simultaneously make fun of myself while highlighting my achievements is because I want to remind you, man, you can do anything. You live in America. You can do anything. If you could literally do anything. I'm here. Okay. Me. Uh, A grown man who plays video games in his 40s, talking to millions of people on the biggest media platform on earth. If I can do that, you can do anything. You got to get to work. Uh, Don't let the government tell you no. I mean, that's the one thing about Obama I miss. I miss Obama's message of, yes, we can. That's a good message. Yeah, you can do it. That's a lot better than, no, you can't. We're systemically racist. You're oppressed. You got no hope. I mean, is there ever, ever a better highlight of how much perspective we don't have than the World Cup game this week between the U.S. and Iran. Okay, really think about it. On one end, okay, you got Iran speaking out, protesting their government. They are literally risking death to them and their families for criticizing their government. Okay, they are oppressed. Here in America, we are pretend oppressed. When you protest the government in America, you get a sneaker deal. When you protest the government in Iran, you get a firing squad. It's not quite the same thing. And I think about that with all the groups, okay? There's no hate we're going to condone anywhere on this show, and there's no hate we should condone anywhere in this country. But a lot of people have now embraced victimhood as currency. They're out to get me. Give me something. Vote for me. Give me a promotion. I want to raise. I want environmental reparations. Gavin Newsom, that pandering jackass out in California, just had another committee, and he wants to float the idea of paying, oh, $32 billion in reparations to black Americans? That's insanity. 
That is flat insanity. But why is he doing it? He's trying to buy votes. And he's trying to racially divide the country in order to get what he wants. It's no different than when Joe Biden said voter ID was Jim Crow on steroids. Is there any factual comparison between asking someone to see a driver's license and burning down their house? Think, I mean, real, but that's the world we're living in. But Gavin Newsom, that's the sign that you know he's going to run for president. Biden's not running for president. There's no world where he runs in 2024. I covered that on Sean Hannity's show last night on the telly. If you missed it, it is on the Fox Across America Facebook page. But we have no perspective in this country. Everyone's pretend oppressed. You're not oppressed. You live in America. No matter what group you are, you are not oppressed. Okay, this is the most tolerant and inclusive society on the planet of Earth. In fact, there is no job you can get in America as an intolerant racist person except Democratic congressman or senator. You know, for all those talks, remember Sheldon Whitehouse, the jackass from Rhode Island? He belongs to what? An all-white country club. Oh, wow! But there they are, after the George Floyd killing, putting on African kente cloths and skullcaps and kneeling in the Capitol Rotunda to show their solidarity with the very black community that is not allowed into their country clubs. Where's Barack Obama living these days? Is he living in Chicago? Even in like the nice areas of Chicago where it's not an actual game of Call of Duty when you walk down the street. It's not a game of Fortnite where people rob you of your belongings, do a dance and build a fort. (laughs) Come on, man. They're not living in these areas that they claim to care about, nor are they rejuvenating these areas. You want to know why? Because if they keep them down, they keep voting Democrat. They are not a party of yes, we can. They are a party of hell no, vote for us, here's a little something, something. That's what's going on in the world right now. Victorhood versus victimhood. Victorhood, you can do it. Come on, man, it's the greatest country in the world. Look at Jimmy Fallon. He's fat and he's on TV. Nope, victimhood. Nah, you never had a chance. Us, racist country. They're out to get everybody. Probably just let the government handle that. It'd be better off. That's exactly what they're going on, and we're getting the bill for that. And I got to be honest, it's disgusting. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You bet it is. And we got a big hour coming up on this show. The uh, high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America. Jim Jordan's coming by from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. Katie Pavlich warming up in the bullpen. And, of course, plenty of room for your calls, texts, tweets, carrier pigeons, smoke signals, if Elizabeth Warren happens to be listening. 888-788-9910. It's Friday. We're in a good mood. People are a little worked up about this Kanye West fella. We're going to talk about it because that's what we do in this country. Now, I'm going to preface everything I'm about to say and everything I'm about to play with a little perspective. I opened the show today saying that my greatest frustration as an American, as a person who genuinely cares about society and our collective ability to create a rising tide that lifts all boats, is the fact that we put a lot more emphasis in this day and age on what you say than what you do. Okay, really think about this. It's going to sound like a half defense of Donald Trump, but trust me, it won't be by the end. Hang in there, kids. Got to have some honest you and me talk. Okay, Trump's policies were exponentially better for the country than than Joe Biden's. We didn't have a 40-year high in inflation. We didn't have a porous border. We didn't have a 35-year spike in murders. Okay, understand, we didn't have fentanyl as the leading cause of adult death in this country. We didn't have a shortage of baby formula. 
okay, we weren't facing the fuel crisis that we happen to be facing right now. Everything sucks in Mr. Biden's neighborhood. But Trump was wildly unpopular, so much so that 70 percent of the country will never vote for him as long as they live. So no matter how much you like Trump or I like his policies, it's very hard for him to get elected again because what you say is more important than what you do. This week, he ran into a situation where, you know, not only has his history of mean tweets upset a lot of people who don't like the bad words, but he hung out with Kanye West, who, to be honest, has a little bit of a problem on his hands right now as it pertains to anti-Semitism. You know, anytime you wind up on the Alex Jones show, we already know you're crazy. But once you're on the show and you're out crazying Alex Jones, you got a real bad situation on your hands. Okay, and the bottom line is Kanye West, in his association with Trump and bringing Nick Fuentes down to Mar-a-Lago, conjured up a lot of the, I I guess I'd call them like scabs uh, from the Trump presidency, which is people being so sick of the unforced errors, you know, doing something to bring a lot of negative attention to your movement. That was completely unnecessary. Okay, Trump says he stands for border security. Trump says he stands for supporting law enforcement and our brave men and women and getting our allies to pay their fair share. Absolutely. Totally true. Does meeting with Kanye West, knowing a wild media fury is going to ensue, does that address any of those core issues that MAGA is about? No. It just doesn't. It was an unforced era. I'm not mad at Trump. We're not going to talk about Trump for an hour. I'm not doing this right now. But I want you to understand, we live in an era where what you say is more important than what you do. And because people didn't like the things Trump said, all of the great things he legitimately did for the country, did great things for the country. Again, we were exponentially better off under Trump than we are under Biden. But what he said is more important in this day and age to most intellectually lazy people than what he did. And the reason we're at this juncture with Kanye, where everybody is so obsessed with this, is because, yes, he's saying things no one should say. There is no place for anti-Semitism anywhere in society. Okay, I happen to be in New York City. Okay, if you walk a block from where I am into Times Square, uh, you can watch uh, anti-Semites, anti-anythings, yelling everything known to man. They're crazy people. They need to be medicated. They need to be institutionalized. Okay, they don't need to be the focus of our national attention at a time when everything Everything that matters in quality of life has deteriorated. Everything. The cost of living, the cost of fuel, the quality of education, your safety going to the store should you afford a gallon of gas and be able to buy those goods. Okay, everything has gotten worse right now. We're in a really bad spot. Why? Because we put words over deeds. Now, I understand with Kanye and it's anti-Semitism and there's obviously this horrific history with the Holocaust, which is very real case Kyrie Irving happens to be listening or any other of those lunatics who deny the Holocaust. Okay, if Ilhan Omar happens to be listening right now, I know we get a lot of D.C. heat on this show right now. Good God. But, you know, the reality is what he said should result in us not paying attention to him anymore, not highlighting him more, making him go away. Go get treatment. Medicate this guy. Put him in a facility. He's just another nut. Do you know what the mental illness situation is in this country right now? It's like half the country is medicated. It's more than that. 62% of the country is on something. Okay. But in terms of mental illness, we have hit a peak in this country that we've never before seen. We're underfunding it. We're not addressing it. I am not defending him. I'm saying just get rid of the guy. We're going to do two days of talking about this. That's why I'm not devoting my whole show to it. But because what you say is more important than what you do, okay, this is going to gobble up all of the media heat. 
gonna. Okay, it won't be the A block on the five today when I get on the air. I'm hosting the five, filling in for Greg Gutfeld. Hey, girl. Okay, we'll be talking about the substantive stuff that impacts your life. That's what we'll be doing. Okay, because that's a lot more important. Should Kanye be condemned? Yes. Should Kanye be the focus of our attention at a time when the border's out of control, crime is out of control, inflation's out of control, fuel crisis on our hands to this day? Biden likes to tell you gas prices are down. They're $1.40 higher than the day the guy took office. Is that gas prices being down for American consumers? The answer would be no. Of course not. But again, a popular celebrity self-destructed before our eyes, and everybody can point the finger at him and say, hey, I'm better than that guy. And that's where social media is really contaminating society. Everybody has a quest to do one of two things, either get attention at any cost, which is Kanye, any cost. Just give me the attention. I don't care. Have you ever watched Libs of TikTok? Oh, my God. So people get on there and they're like, yeah, you know, I was talking to my kindergarten class about porn today. Like, for real, people are posting this. They know it'll get clicks, good and bad. They know most people will be like, you should be in jail. But a lot of people are like, yay, tolerance, inclusion, drag shows for little kids. I mean, it's really, really disgusting stuff. What the hell is the world coming to? I don't know. But there's this never-ending quest for attention on social media. People want that digital dopamine. The likes feel good. You shoot them up in your veins straight through your phone. Oh! Ho, 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 ho. Give me a second, honey. You got a cigarette? Oh, I got 100 likes. Oh, God, it feels good. Okay, so there's that aspect of social media. And then the other half of social media is what? People who just want moral superiority. People who want to have something when they get out of bed every morning that they know better than. Hey, look at this guy. He's saying anti-Semitic stuff. Lunatic. All right, it's 50 likes. Oh, I feel better now. I guess I can have a cup of coffee and head to work. Woo! And a lot of people are running on this now. Our society. Okay, people say, oh, we live in two societies, Republican and Democrat. No, 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 no. We live in 330 million different societies. That's how many citizens we have. That's how many smartphones we have. Everybody lives in their own individual phone world now, their own little fiefdom where they want to feel like the better person. They want to get that reinforcement, that self-righteousness. So the algorithms in their phone have carefully curated everything to your own sensibilities. Oh, you vote this way? Here's 100 news stories that confirm the way you feel. You vote that way, you go. You like this music? Oh, you like Mumford and Sons? Oh, don't worry. We have other bad music with a ukulele in it. Here, here's, here's 20 of them. Okay, they do that crap. That's what they do. It's all an algorithm now. That's what your life is. It's, they've just turned everything into a perpetual branding exercise. And what the Kanye West thing does for so many people who need that self-righteousness, who need that moral superiority, is he's giving them what they miss from Trump. You know, Trump, I always said, was Tony Montana in Scarface. Remember at the end of Scarface when Pacino stands up and he's like, you need people like me. You need people like me to point your finger and say, that's the bad guy. Remember that scene? Well, say hello, <laughs> say good night to the bad guy. Because <laughs> that's the last time you're ever going to see a bad guy like me. <laughs> Have you ever had a checkup? But that's who Trump was. He was Pacino and Scarface. Okay, Kanye occupies that same thing. And I am, believe me, not defending Kanye West. I mean, this guy's a spectacular weapons-grade jackass. Good rapper. Good rapper. And, uh, you know, did happen to shack up with Kim Kardashian. Hubba, hubba. But the point is, okay, he is self-destructing before our eyes. But rather than going, ah, really? That's a mentally ill guy. Yeah, let's stick him in a home. Is there any others around? How do we help them? How do we get them out of the way? Instead, we're going, see, we're better than him. Look at me. I know the Holocaust. Of course you do. Okay, the bar shouldn't be this low to feel good about yourself. 
Okay, the intellectual ceiling needs to be raised a little higher. If we're ever going to start making progress, getting back to that rising tide that lifts all boats, there has to be more to this American life than pointing towards the train wreck and congratulating yourself on not being the conductor. But that's where we live in this year of 2022. It's disgusting. You want to look at the train wreck? Here we go. I got some Kanye for you. This is a lunatic talking. The reason I'm not so drawn to this story, I drove a taxi in New York City. If you go over to the Port Authority, they have a group called the Black Israelites, and that is their group. They stand around on milk crates with microphones, and they call everybody white devils, and they wish death upon Israel and uh, you know, probably get lots of applause from Elon Omar and Rashida Tlaib and all the anti-Semites in the Democratic Party. Okay, But they were never a big deal to me because I knew they were fringe loonies. Like growing up here, I would actually – like we'd walk by and be like, oh, do me, do me, and they'd love to get insulted by him. What are you looking at, white devil? And they're like, oh, that's hilarious. He called me a white devil. And we'd laugh. We'd just keep going. Okay, but that's where we are as a society now. Okay, most of society needs somebody to point the finger like, look at that guy over there in the corner. Hey, at least we're better than them. Now let's go home and contribute absolutely nothing to the world but feel better about ourselves. That's a lot of what we've become. Here is Kanye having his meltdown on the Alex Jones show. And I do believe this is a historic first, Josh. I don't know that we've ever played a clip from the Alex Jones show. I don't know that this was ever the desire. Uh, Nor did I ever think we'd be playing a clip from the Alex Jones show where he was the saner person in the clip. But here's clip 15. Watch uh, my accounts because they've been frozen by the Jewish uh, banks. So I, I need to watch my meals. Well, CNN says why people are evil Nazis. So, I mean, I, I, I disagree with both statements, but I get the yeah, truth. I, I don't like the word evil next to Nazis. I think we need to look at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Just because you don't like one group doesn't mean the other. But look, I fine. love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I have to disagree with that. Right, but listen, we're going to go to break. I mean, Alex Jones. I got to disagree with that. I mean, at least give him credit for that. Um, Alex Jones is another carnival barker jackass. But understand, this is what you're listening to. Okay, I normally sometimes I play you a drop and then I'll reiterate the words of the person and play another drop and make laugh or something like that. In this instance, you're not getting me to quote any of this because some media watchdog group just, just, you know, gets out of bed and hates Fox News as a form of existence. will be like, listen to what the Fox News guy said. Not me, baby. Oh, you folks ain't never getting me. I'll get myself. I can, you know, I'm a mess, but you ain't getting me. Here it is, clip 16. I don't think Hitler was a good guy. I get the, uh, the Hugo Boss uniforms, amazing. Uh, but, I mean, just because you're in love with the design, you're a designer, can we just kind of say, like, you like, the, you like the uniforms, but that's about no, it. We, we, no, I, there, there's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. A lot of things. The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. Here's a little more. Here's clip 17. It's Nazi-like activities I've seen, um, and, and the Nazis, in my view, were thugs that shook people down to a lot of really bad things. But they did good things, too. We're going to stop dissing the Nazis all the time. Okay. You said he loved Hitler. They gave him an award. I, I'm just saying, I don't like Nazis, and I don't like what some of the mafias are doing either. I like Hitler. Get him out of here. Get him out. Which is what Trump should have said. But instead, Trump did have dinner with him. Okay, a lot of people get mad at me. If you're conservatives out there in the audience, you're like, it's doing anti-Trump. No, I'm not. I'm trying to help the conservative cause by having a sober assessment of what's happening in our country right now. Okay, 65 to 70 percent of the of the country, if you read approval polls, do not like Donald Trump. You can't win an election 
without 20% of them or 15% of them roughly deciding they do like Donald Trump. Did anything, anything I just played in there endear women, independent voters or minorities to Donald Trump? And again, he is not responsible for what Kanye said. Kanye is. But these are the kinds of unforced errors that make a 2024 Trump presidency just an absurdist pipe dream, absurdist pipe dream. And I don't want to harp on Trump and I don't want to harp on on Kanye. Okay, Kanye is a lunatic. Kanye needs help. Kanye needs medication. Kanye needs treatment. Okay, he says he does all these things to himself. Uh, You know, he sings the song about the Clintons killing him. Did we play? Let's play that again, Josh. Clip 18. It's a shame that you have to be considered to be on the spectrum to have enough courage to speak out loud. I do love my family, right? But I looked at every possible outcome. I've practiced Chinese water torture on myself. I would, I, I would like skip along Malibu in front of my house and sing, when the Clintons come to kill me, how is it going to be? What are they going to do to kill me? Wait a second. Netton, what do you have to say about this? Netton, don't want to say Netton. Listen, guys, I'm telling you because I care. Okay, we've got a lot of problems in this country. Okay, and yes, Kanye West, he's crazy. But if you think, you know, the American lifestyle is going to be improved by pointing the finger at the crazy people every day so we can feel better about ourselves, you're crazier than he is. That is correct. Tackling issues of the day in an easy way. He's all man. He's a big, strong-looking guy. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Jim Jordan is a congressman from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio. Dennis is a friend of the show from Salisbury, Vermont. Jordan joins us next. Dennis joins us now. Yo, Dennis! Jimmy! My I'm man. I'm not worthy. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see if I'm worthy or not, but, um, you know, I think that if you're going to change somebody's heart and mind, um, the way to do so is not to tell them to shut up mm-hmm. you, you it's i think you know we have to weigh isn't it more dangerous to suppress these people to uh whether it's Ilhan omar or kanye west no but you just um, think but, let me i'm not cutting you off i'm gonna let you finish they're not taking away his free speech rights the, the, the freedom of speech the first amendment means you can't get arrested for what you say now to be clear he's not getting arrested for what he says oh no but there are people who advocate to do so yeah, yeah, they're not going to win. But I, I get what you mean by that. And that's that's part of the censorship battle we've been fighting, you know, over why Twitter should be a free and open forum. Um, and I know people are now mad at Elon Musk. But, you know, part of the strategy here is one is two things. One, OK, you have to condemn anti-Semitism. He's backed Elon into a corner Two, make no mistake about it. Elon Musk is not a dyed in the wool conservative now. Uh, he is trying to placate both sides because he wants Twitter to be a popular app. So this was an easy win for him. You ban Kanye, you piss off the right, but now all the left-wing people who've hated you for the last month and a half are like, oh, maybe he's not so bad. So there's a lot of strategy there. He's a capitalist. Not a smart move to sit down to dinner with uh, Kanye West, I'd say, on Trump's part. Oh, but on the God. other hand, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus received a lot of criticism when he sat down with Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. 
I agree with I agree with all of that. Like the whole, you know, you got to love the enemy, and I know they're trying to repurpose this as some type of a Christian thing. Uh, and you can quietly pray for people who you believe are distressed. But if you're trying to win an election, I promise you, having dinner with the anti-Semite who's making every headline in America, it's not the get-out-the-vote rally you want it to be. Jimmy, we found common ground. Jimmy, <laughs> my call was worthy. You were worthy. All the way worthy. Uh, get down to Mar-a-Lago. I think you're the next dinner guest. Have fun, Dennis. I love you. There he goes, the great Dennis in Salisbury, Vermont. The issue here is everybody's trying to make this defense of Kanye along freedom of speech lines is that freedom of speech means you can say whatever you want, the government won't arrest you. Okay, I'm on board with that. Kanye, to be clear, is not under arrest, nor will he be, nor should he be. Okay, but there are consequences to your speech, whether they're in the workplace or, heaven forbid, in your marriage. You know, you have the right to tell your wife she gained 20 pounds. You're not going to go to jail for saying that. But you might go to the hospital if you say it to her face. I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. Telling you because I care. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up, as always, to talk to this next guest, a superstar representative from the great state of Ohio, 4th Congressional District to be specific. If Congress was pro wrestling, like he actually might be the closest thing we have to our Hulk Hogan. He might be the Hulkster. Jim Jordan is here. Yo. Hey, man. Jimmy, how are you doing? You have a good Thanksgiving? And Yo, yeah. You got Lincoln's Christmas present. What, you get him weights? Uh, Get him the, ready. <laughs> yo, the the link man almost got nothing uh, if I would have listened to his mom and bet Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to bring it up. I knew you were going to. But did you see, because, I mean, you know that I went undergrad university in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So the good news was that the, they're hiring a good Buckeye. Yes, they are. The Badgers, Luke Fickle. Fickle. And by the way, mm-hmm. when, when, uh, when a great, uh, great high school wrestler, the best heavyweight in the country, his senior year of high school, uh-huh. we tried to get him to wrestle at Ohio State, but he, he was uh, – he was uh, all football. Did a great job. Um, mm-hmm. So I, that that's that's good news. So there's some positive there in the Big Ten, uh, <laughs> even though the Buckeyes lost. Yeah, no, we'll take it. Fickle's a good coach. I, I, he did a great job when he succeeded um, Trestle in that interim year before Urban Meyer stepped in. And yeah. uh, I, I might have liked uh, some different coaching than what I got out of Ryan Day in the fourth quarter of that game. But I don't want to. I don't want to put you in harm's way. But uh, the what, Ryan Day is what twenty uh, twenty. Three and two, and mm-hmm. like they're, they're you're getting all kinds of criticism. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, a, that's Listen, the way it goes, I guess. That's you, the great Buckeyes. Yes. Well, you can. That's what I'm saying. As an Ohio representative, you can get in a lot of trouble talking about the Ohio State Michigan game. So let's shift gears. Uh, let's get into <laughs> yeah. let's get into something lighter, like uh, Kanye West. Do you have a minute? Can you give me a minute here? Uh, uh, I, what a mess. So I want to I want to give my audience something really quick uh, because. They were trying to give you guys hell because you had tweeted something about Kanye standing up for free speech. But to be clear, when you guys tweeted that, it was months before he actually went on this bender and fell off the rails. No? Yeah, totally. And I I think it was from our – it wasn't from – it was our uh, judiciary, the Republican GOP uh, judiciary account. But, yeah, it was was months before he said some of the – crazy and wrong things that he said recently so no i know but i you know i come back to all of this because 
we have a situation in the country right now where we all condemn what he said. You do. I do. Mm -hmm. Everybody does. There's nobody going at a boy. But my frustration is we can all agree. So we should condemn it, move on, maybe even get the guy help is probably what he needs. But my frustration as a radio host, because I do this every day, is we focus so much more on what people say than on what they do. So there's this other guy in the crypto world. I'm not a crypto expert, but we've got a dirtbag out there that just ripped off half the world of their life savings. But because he said nice things about the environment and about tolerance and inclusion, nobody cares about what he did. He's doing like a victory lap in the media. Like, aren't we fighting? Fighting the wrong battles. A victory lap in the media from the Bahamas, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what, what, what someone, I, I forget who said this, but uh, I, saw, I saw somewhere where, like, when Madoff did his ripoff scheme, mm-hmm. he was, like, arrested in handcuffs in, in like, uh, I think, like, a matter of hours or yeah, something. Yeah, it should have been. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. And then this guy is in, hanging out in the Bahamas and the left because they praised him so much because he was Mr. ESG, which, way, by the way, it seems to me was just totally part of his shtick. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go talk about the ESG, get all this notoriety, and then get people, con people into giving me a bunch of money that's all going to get lost and wasted, and then, you know, I'm going to buy houses and live in the Bahamas. Yep. Uh, what? And he's a hero? You know, so, yeah, it, it gets a little ridiculous. Yeah, we're fighting the wrong battles. You know, it was yesterday on Outnumbered, I, I said, you know, because I'm not an, I'm not an investment guy. I don't. I don't know anything. Like I spent my twenties investing in blackjack and fast women, and uh, I got to be honest, man, they weren't bad investments at the time. I mean, it didn't really didn't really pay off long term. <laughs> but uh, at the time, at the time, a twenty five year old me was happy with the CEO of the company. He was happy. Uh, yeah. But it's but it's yeah. but it's fascinating because you know I I think I said this to people yesterday. You should never trust your life savings to a guy who shows up to meet you in a stained T shirt. You know, yeah, this guy's playing video games. Yeah, yeah this right? guy's all over the media, shorts and a T-shirt. You're like, oh, look, honey, we'll give him our life savings. But one of the reasons I bring this up that the media is trying to rehabilitate this guy now is like, well, he was trying, but he ran into some bad luck is because they were kind of complicit. And I, and I bring that up because it's the same thing they're doing with Hunter now. The reason there's a lot of people in the media that are now acknowledging that the laptop is real is because, one, you guys took back the house and two, Elon Musk bought Twitter. So they're trying yep. to make it look like, oh, we made an innocent mistake mistake. But we know it wasn't an innocent mistake. And this is what I wanted you to comment on. If all of these news organizations like CBS say, ah, well, you know, we turns out we got it wrong. Shouldn't they then at that point, if they're saying the laptop is real, be discussing the fact that that means what Hunter was doing was real? Yeah, no, it it definitely. And then you couple that with the fact that our government weighed in with uh, the collusion factor uh, of, of big tech and big media to suppress that story. That, to me, is the big thing. That's where we got to focus is like when you have 51 former intel officials, most of whom I assume still have their security clearance, mm-hmm. putting out a letter that says, oh, the Hunter Biden story has all the earmarks of a Russian information operation. Bull roar. It was true. Yeah. And then at the same time that is happening, you have the FBI going to Facebook and telling Facebook, hey, you, you may want to be on the lookout for Russian misinformation, wink, wink. Yeah. They suppressed the story, and you can make a credible argument, Jimmy, that because they suppressed that story, we got Joe Biden as president. Yep. And but for that suppression story, we wouldn't have a 41-year high inflation rate and a border that's no longer a border and record crime and all the other garbage and the weaponization of, go- of government coming after its citizens. So yep. th- that all has huge implications for, for – uh, consequences, frankly, is the right word – for 
what those guys did. That's the that's the big picture sense and why this is so scary. Well, yes, we're talking to Representative Jim Jordan from the 4th Congressional District of Ohio, and that's why I get so frustrated because we do focus on what people say more than what people do. And that reality is this yep. was, you know, the Democrats say, oh, we're protecting democracy, but this was election interference. If you're protecting democracy, that was a game-changing pass interference penalty that we all saw with our eyes that did not get called. So there's yep. no world where if you're a protector of democracy, you shouldn't be chasing this Hunter Biden story to the edges of the earth. Like, and I'll give you one more. The guy at Twitter, Yoel Roth, he was a content moderator. He was in the news yesterday because he said, you know, having reflected on it, I shouldn't have banned the Hunter Biden story. Now, there's no new information that he had yesterday that he didn't have two years ago, which means <laughs> which means any acknowledgement is not based on new information. It's just based on ask. They're covering their asses. Yes or no? Well, the new information he has is now uh, Elon Musk owns Twitter, and he yeah. said Twitter interfered with the election. And the new information he has is there was an election on November 8th, and Republicans won the House. That's the new information he has that has suddenly had this – where he has this come-to-Jesus moment. So mm-hmm. yeah, we, we know how this, this, this works. But, but deep down, to your point, the left doesn't they, – they no longer believe in the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. They don't, and that's why they want to have the FBI talking to the social media – platforms and changing what and influencing what they put up there for the American people to read and see and comment on that that, that is scary because the left says and we've talked about this before the left says if you don't uh, agree with me you're not allowed to talk That's and crazy. if you try we're going to come after you we're going to suppress it or we're going to try to cancel you we're going to we're going to call you names we're going to call you racist and all kinds mm-hmm. of that's how the left operates and it's 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 not how the country is supposed to work, and it's certainly not what the First Amendment's about. No, no, sir. And you know what's worth pointing out to the audience because this is the thing that drives me crazy: is everything they ban as misinformation turns out to be true. That's the issue yeah. I have too. It's not yeah. only they controlling your speech rights, but they're lying. I mean, everyone again, everyone yelling about misinformation is spreading misinformation. I mean, the idea, and this is what I wanted to ask you about. Okay, you're you know you're in Congress, represent the country. Is there any world where we should be letting people go or not meeting recruiting goals in our military because guys no, don't want to take point. a vaccine that isn't stopping transmission? No, of course not. But you can't meet our recruiting goals, as you point out. In all the branches, and and we're we're going to kick. We've not not to mention the investment. Mm-hmm. This is the, the taxpayer money from the people in the fourth district of Ohio that I get the privilege of representing. Pay to train those guys, highly trained people who are willing to give their life for our country. And we're going to kick them out because they won't get a vaccine that they told us would stop you from getting the virus, which we now know was false information. And I believe they knew it at the time it was false information. And that's just one of the many false things they told us about COVID. No, so, no, no. It makes no sense. This stuff and. Yeah, you're right. Nina Jankowicz was going to run the Disinformation Governance Board, um, uh, but but the biggest purveyors of, of disinformation and disinformation, of course, are the government uh, is the federal government itself. Oh, it drives me nuts. So does this mean uh, that you, the Jordans are not sending a Christmas card to the Fauci's? Yeah, that guy. Maybe the only people who told us more things wrong about this virus than Fauci is is communist China, right? <laughs> and so I mean, it may, may, look, this guy, tell me one. Uh, he said, uh, first of all, Joe Biden said as many things wrong, but he mm-hmm. probably got it all from Fauci. Joe Biden mm-hmm. told us he had a plan. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden said he wouldn't impose a vaccine mandate. Well, mm-hmm. the Supreme he did, and the Supreme Court told him it was unconstitutional. Then Fauci said it wasn't gain of function, it wasn't our tax dollars, it wasn't a lab leak. All those seemed to. Look like there were that those statements were wrong, mm-hmm. and then of course the biggest one is if you get the vaccine, you can get it and you can't transmit it. 
Yep. But, well, Shazam, that was as wrong as it gets. <laughs> I mean, and really think about that, man. People lost their jobs. Like, If you were a cop uh, and you were protecting our streets when society collapsed in the summer of 2020, you had no vaccine, you were out there. At a time when people couldn't go to church, couldn't go to a funeral, they were condoning uh, hundreds of thousands of people rioting in the streets. And the police that risked their lives, some of them lost their jobs after the fact because they didn't want yeah. a vaccine. It's really, I'm just telling you, man, you know it and I know it. We're fighting a Long, yeah. A lot of the wrong battles, you know. I agree. It's Fauci, like, Fauci, yeah. Jimmy. If I could just jump mm-hmm. in real quick, I think, I think Fauci knew all this from the get-go, and the fact that he went out and told people different things, mm-hmm. stuff that was opposite of what he, I believe, knew, and we're going to try to show that. Mm-hmm. What he uh, went out cost kids a year and a half, two years of education, cost families the ability to go to their mom's or dad's funeral or visit them in their, when they're, when they're uh, in a nursing home in the last days of their – you've got to be kidding me because of this guy? Yeah. That is – and not to mention, of course, as we said, what the, what the communist Chinese uh, uh-huh. did, 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 uh-huh. did, this, uh, did to the world as well. Well, isn't it crazy though uh... – you know, to see Apple being as helpful to that government as they are, because I, I think this is the thing. Everybody wants to fight Elon Musk. Elon Musk giving us free speech. Everybody wants to fight him. But if you were really trying to protect America, wouldn't you ban TikTok? Yeah. They, they, look, and Trump tried to do it. Oh. Trump was working on that. Trump was standing up to China. Trump imposed tariffs. Now we have this administration. And, and let's stop and think about it. So what the Chinese government is doing via TikTok Tell me how that's different than what Twitter tried to do with our election. Yep. Tell me how that's different than when the FBI went and talked to the folks at Facebook and said, be on the lookout for Russian misinformation. And oh, by the way, well, I, I, you wonder if the FBI handed them the letter from the 51 Intel official. Yep. I, I don't know. I doubt I, we don't know that. But th- they, they happened to conveniently at the same time frame. So um, th- th- that's, that's the part that I think frightens so many Americans uh, because – well, Gates, Gates said, had a great line in, in, a, in our hearing, uh, a great point in our hearing a few months ago. Mm-hmm. He said, when is the, when is the FBI not going to interfere with an election? That's 2016, so they spied on Trump. 2018, Mueller investigation. 2020, they suppressed the Hunter Biden story. 2022, they raided the president's home 91 days before the midterm election. And then just two weeks ago, three days after he announces he's running in 2024, they named a special counsel to harass him for the next two years. It maybe it'd be nice if you just let the country decide. Let we, the people, decide who's going to be our commander in chief, who's going to represent us in the United States Congress, and then let those people go do their job. And if they don't, you throw them out. But just let the people decide versus trying to weigh in and tip the scale. No, they don't like that, man. No way. Like they'll let the people decide, but they they first need to decide what the people are allowed to talk about. And I'm just telling you, it's so yeah. un-American. And, well said. Well and, said. It is. And you're watching like journalists who are – it's so crazy because journalists are against free speech now. They're yelling and screaming, oh, this Elon Musk, you can't have this stuff. You can't – but it's, it's the First Amendment. It's like it's literally – I was saying this the other day. You know, remember the Guns N' Roses album, uh, Appetite for Destruction? It's got like Sweet Child of Mine on it. You know, the okay. opening song is Welcome to the Jungle. It was the song they decided <laughs> needed to go first. Okay, the yeah. First Amendment is our Welcome to the Jungle, and now we're watching Guns N' Roses tell you we got a band Welcome to the jungle and i i can't sign up for it i can't either i still remember jen saki in the white house press room now think about the white house considered mm-hmm. the center of freedom on the planet in the press room press spokesperson for the president of the united states freedom of the press is mentioned in the first amendment the one industry mentioned in the first amendment <clears throat> she gets up there and she says many americans now get their news from social media platforms we the Biden administration are working with these social media platforms to make sure americans don't see things they shouldn't see i'm, I'm, I'm thinking like I, I was watching this live in my mouth and i'm like 
what? You had the press secretary just talk about limiting the press from the press secretary's room, the briefing room, in the White House. What has happened to us? It's so you're 100% right when you focus on this. So true. Uh, really quickly, before you go, we've been polling all week. Uh, one of my superstar, he works at one of my stations. We're on about 125 stations, one of them in upstate New York. I got a guy, Davey. Wow. I got a guy, Davey. I just, he's just the coolest guy, but he's an 80s wrestling fan. Who is the best 80s right. wrestler? Is it Hulk Hogan? Is it Andre the Giant? Davey <laughs> needs to know. Who is it? I have no idea. I was involved with the, the, the real wrestling, Jimmy. And oh, Jimmy Jordan, I think you just called out the Hulkster. I think our golf match just took a back seat. I think the Hulkster, hold on. I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. Now the Hulkster's not happy. Uh, I, oh, way to go, Jordan. I will, I will snap your neck, Jimmy, like a dry twit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love it. And I can't say anything because I just yelled about freedom of speech for a half hour. So you can threaten me all you want. Well, you've been you, you speaking of freedom of speech. We we want like a, a, a truth in advertising. You've been talking about coming to Ohio to to your wife's mm. hometown and playing golf. Mm. When we when we do the 150, I think it's 150th for St. Mary's. Yep. Um, you're, you we got you got to come do that. So you, you, uh, let me just we, jump we will in. Do that really quick before I let you go. Play. Yeah, we'll play. Okay, yeah. fine. You know what? Everyone on my staff and any attentive listener notices about this whole golf thing. You only bring it up in the winter. You only bring it up in the winter. You were on the show all spring, all summer. Probably did 12 interviews, all kinds of fun. Jokes, yeah, the Reds, yeah. baseball. Well, mm. In my defense, mm. you came to Ohio in the summer and one time and didn't call. Yeah, well, didn't call. That's you not true. All right, you I'll get, all right. You know what? You know what's not in your defense? Okay. <laughs> Who was on my show at CPAC in sunny Florida? It was you and uh, Byron Donald. Oh, yeah. Russell yeah. was there yeah, in his golf true. shorts. We, with we his. Played, yeah. yeah. Russell was there in golf shorts. He wanted the world to know he never does calves at the gym ever <laughs> under apparently a court order. Russell in those minute bowl calves of his. Unbelievable. Well, listen, the sun will come out tomorrow, as Annie said, and you better have that driver ready, tough guy. Yeah. All right. I'll see All you right. soon. Well, hey, Merry Christmas if we're not on before, but uh, hopefully we'll be on before. And yeah, we'll for sure. Talk some more football when the Buckeyes do get in the finals. Yo, uh, there's the optimism. All right, good stuff. Yeah. I'll see you All soon, right. brother. Be well. See you, man. Take care. There he goes, Jim Jordan. He says, he says he's going to beat me in golf, but you're, folks, I want you to understand this, okay? I'm not like an avid golfer or anything, but I come from like an, a, a line of like real golfers. Like my uncle Sonny in Vietnam was such a good golfer when he went to, down to Paris Island as a Marine, you know, all that stuff. Uh, they, he lucked out and they shipped him out to California so he could teach the officers how to golf. Because a lot of officers who had designs on getting into politics someday knew that golf was where a lot of deals got made and stuff like that. So my uncle Sonny luckily wound up flying a desk in Vietnam. He did a great, you know, had to hit the lottery. And then from there, he served 43 years on the police force. So, you know, wasn't all a Twinkie munch. But the point is, I got some of that DNA in my body. Uh, my body, which is a lot less Tiger Woods and a lot more John Daly, if we're going to be honest about what's going on on my golf sponsorship. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon banging out some GNR on a Friday. This time next Friday, I'll be down in Oklahoma City at the Bricktown Comedy Club. You can get tickets at bricktowncomedy.com. That is Friday night, December 9th, Saturday night, December 10th. Following week, we're in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Summit City Comedy Club. I'll be on Whoa Whoa all next week, hanging out with my girl Kayla Blakesley in the morning. 
doing a damn thing promoting those shows. If you want to go see me, it's summitcitycomedy.com. If you just want to hear the best radio show on the planet, uh, go download the Brian Kilmeade podcast. Uh, but stick around because Katie Pavlich is joining me in the next hour, and it is going to be a banger right here on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, baby boy, it is a big hour of your favorite radio show in the world, Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. Got one of my favorite guests in the world coming up in this hour. We're talking about the great Katie Pavlich. She is my sparring partner. Uh, Before I join the five later today, I will be on the highest rated show on the television but right now, I am just here hosting the highest rated show on the radio. Whatever. Second highest. All right, well, it's like definitely top ten. Okay, well, the point is we're having a good time. And uh, all are welcome. And you can be a Republican on this show. You could be a Democrat. All we ask is that you don't be a And you know why I tell you all the time not to be one of those? Because we got a guy in the White House right now who absolutely is. I agree with that. So here's a quick story. Been meaning to get to this all day, but you know, it's a small matter of some crypto dirtbag in a pair of dirty shorts stealing $30 billion from investors. Kanye West needs to be institutionalized. We get it. There was the railroading of the railroad workers over the lack of paid sick leave after the Democrats and Congress got involved in those negotiations. It's been a busy day, a bit of a track meet today. Uh, but last night, they had a state dinner at the White House. It being, of course, a state of dementia. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know, you know the thing. So President Biden is playing host to Emmanuel Macron, the president of France. And it is significant to people who have been following the goings on at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, because last week. The Biden administration imposed some crippling regulations on offshore lobstermen up in Maine that cost them thousands of jobs in the name of environmental protections. Why? Because they claimed that type of lobster harvesting was damaging to the other wildlife, the other ecosystems. Ergo, thousands of guys need to lose their jobs in, you know, sacrifice, similar to the Keystone Energy Pipeline, we're going to sacrifice jobs at the environment, the altar of environmental virtue signaling. That's what went on. Okay, so they all lose their jobs. Okay, more people stand to lose their jobs. They're going to devastate Maine's number one industry up there, which is, you know, Maine lobster. It's famous all over the world. Okay, and lo and behold, one week after doing that, what does Biden do last night at his state dinner? He serves lobster. That's just how white folks will do you. But this is, you know, it's not the hypocrisy that we're going to delve delve into here. It's pretty baked into the cake at this point. Nobody really is stunned when you hear hypocrisy. We had two years of things being locked down, and every single Democrat that got on TV and was like, stay home, was usually saying so from an airport or a restaurant that was supposed to be shut to the public or a salon getting a blowout, if you remember, as Nancy Pelosi famously did. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Whatever. Oh, there was also the funny one. You remember in Chicago where their mayor, Lori Lightfoot, got caught in the same salon and she was like, I got to go to the salon. I'm on TV. She's worse than Kamala. Oh, she's the worst. I once I saw a meme once. This is mean. It's not my joke, but I saw that I'll share it. It's not mine. Whatever. It's comedy. Get over it. 
Uh, I saw a meme once that said Lori Lightfoot looks like if bad breath had a face. Pretty interesting. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that assessment of her looks, but for whatever reason, it just made me laugh. So here we are on a Friday. Here we go. But it's bought the hypocrisy of last night's dinner that drives me crazy. It's the fact that all of these environmental people have no idea what they're doing when they impose these regulations on, say, lobstermen or, oh, I don't know, declaring war on the fossil fuel industry. You devastate our economy. And here's a newsflash for you. You make the environment a lot filthier. Are you ready for this? Let's have a grown-up you and me talk. It's Friday. I'm in a good mood. Let's have some you and me time. Facts, though. It's what we like to do on the show. You know, I always goof off. Jimmy, he's so silly. He used to be a cab driver. You know, he brings his son on. They say silly jokes and stuff. We go, we go see him at the comedy club. It's a nice time. It's a good time, that Jimmy. Okay, but the one thing is I'm a very responsible broadcaster. When I get on the air and I talk to you, uh, you know, I make sure we're having an informed conversation because I'm not an activist. My job is not to make you vote a certain way. My job is to make you enjoy whatever portion of your workday or your commute or your time in the prison cell you happen to be spending with me. I don't care. I don't judge. We're just people trying to find some fun in our day. That's the whole point of being alive. If you die tomorrow, you're going to wish you had more fun today. Remember that. You're in the happiness business. I don't know what it says on your name tag. I don't know what the name of the company is or whatever you do, but you're in the happiness business. The whole point of being alive is to have fun. So that's what I'm here to do. I'm trying to have a good time. Okay, but as it pertains to paying the bills and having political conversations, because I am a talk radio host, I want us to be having informed conversations. So last week, you understand, we go out and say, ah, oh, no more lobsters in Maine. I don't want to hear it. Kill the whales. You're going to kill the fit. No good. And of course, yes, wild, spectacular hypocrisy out of Biden to kill off those jobs last week and then serve lobster this week. I got to be honest, man. People say, read the room. This dude ain't even in the room. He is not even in the room. It is a mess. It is embarrassing. So many videos in the last two days, him at the tree lighting, wandering off with the microphone. Get him back out here. What's he doing? Where's he going? <laughs> that horrible handshake yesterday with Macron. And I don't want you to get mad at the president either. I mean, come on, man. He's the president. As he goes, we go. You know, that's just reality. That's the bottom line. So even if I don't like his policies, I still want his policies to succeed for all Americans. But uh, in the world of as he goes, we go. Uh, We gave him the keys and uh, here we go. (laughs) Biden is not his own man. You might have heard me say this. I was on Hannity last night with Sean Hannity. This entire presidency is an iTunes user agreement. The far left wing of this party hands him an executive order, says scroll to the bottom and click I agree, just like you do when you get a new app in the app store. You don't read any of that crap. It's like 16 pages long. You just I want it. Click I agree. That's why TikTok has everyone's information in this country. I want it. I want to see the cat video. Come on, now, come on. There's a dog with sunglasses on. He's barking for, I want it. Here, I agree. I agree, please. Get it onto my phone. That's what we're doing. And China has all your information. We're crazy. We're so married to convenience that no one, this is the reason we can't, you know, coexist politically. Because disagreement is inconvenient. Hey, everything in my phone is exactly what I want the way I want it. It's beamed to me from space in a second. I don't have the patience to hear another human being say, yeah, but. Now I've got to sit here for two and a half minutes and counter their point with my point. How about just not be friends with them anymore? And that's what we do. It's the weaponized convenience. 
the instant gratification of society that's actually destroying our quality of life. A lot of people are miserable, and the world's never been better. The world's never been better. It's never been more intolerant. It's never been, excuse me, never been more tolerant, more inclusive. There's never been more opportunity, more prosperity. There's not a job in America you could have if you were a, ba- a, a, a bigot, a racist, I mean, other than Democratic congressperson. You could be a member of the squad. But outside of that, you work at Domino's. You can't walk in and go, I ain't delivering to these people. Well, you're fired. Can't be a gas attendant. Be like, I'm not filling up 93 octane for those people. You're fired. Okay? Can't do that anywhere in society anymore. But we're pretending to be oppressed. And while we're overlooking real consequences of ill-informed action, okay, especially when it pertains to the environmentalist movement, these people are children. They're idiots. They think they're saving the world. Okay, so what did we do? We declared war on our fossil fuel industry in the name of, you know, we've got to save the environment. Woo! And what happened? Okay, we wound up in a situation where gas prices spiked so radically that we not only had to decimate our strategic petroleum reserves, which are not meant for this sort of thing. They're meant for hurricanes. They're meant for tornadoes. They're meant for wars. But instead of actually, you know, leaving them be, we drained them to their lowest point since 1984. And now, because we can't continue to drain them, what are we doing? Are we boosting domestic energy production here where we have a 200-year supply of oil? The answer would be no. Oh, of course not. We're going to other countries. You know, the people who want to protect democracy. We're defending democracy. So what are we doing? We're calling up Venezuela, where they have a dictator who is starving his people, and we're allowing him to remain in power by asking him to boost domestic energy production and sell it to us. Democrats are so full of crap. But understand, when you outsource oil production, when you outsource energy production, we're the cleanest country in the world. We are the cleanest country in the world. It's worth pointing out that when we left the Paris Climate Change Agreement, we continued to cut emissions every single year of the Trump presidency, despite no longer being in the agreement. We honored it without even being in it in terms of cutting emissions. Did anyone else in the world, like, oh, I don't know, China or India, curb emissions? The answer would be no. And as we've crippled our energy industry, what is Emmanuel Macron doing this week in France right now? He's opening coal plants, girlfriend. He is opening coal plants. Good old fossil fuels. Why? Because the people on the left are powerful. They have a lot of lobbyist money behind them. But they're also stupid. Correct the mundo. Really stupid. And why do I say that? Because when we outsource this energy production, we're causing more pollution. These other countries, we burn it 42% cleaner than anybody we import oil from. 42% cleaner. So you understand, by them meeting our production demands, you're getting the same oil burnt filthier, and guess what? You've got to use more fuel just to get the filthy fuel back to our country. This is ridiculous. You want to know what's really ridiculous? Not Biden eating lobster while a bunch of lobstermen are out of a job, but the fact that when it comes to endangered whales, which is why we can't have lobstermen in Maine, here's the report right here. Endangered whales at risk from offshore wind. U.S. scientist warns, offshore wind, this stuff we're sticking out in the ocean. Previously, undisclosed memo outlines perils to right whales. Right whales were the ones we were supposed to be worried about with the lobstermen. Wind farms proposed near feeding grounds off Massachusetts. So when Biden went up there, if you remember, he was up in the Northeast. Yeah, we're going to do the wind farms. I don't remember that ever happening. But he did. Here is Bloomberg really quick. Planned wind projects off the New England coast threaten to harm the region's dwindling population of endangered right whales, according to a U.S. government marine scientist. U.S. government, hmm. 
The warning from a top National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration official obtained by Bloomberg under a Freedom of Information Act request underscores the potential legal and environmental perils of offshore wind development along the coast. President Joe Biden has a goal of deploying 30 gigawatts of offshore wind within the decade. Biden sucks. Both initial construction of wind projects and decades of expected operation threaten to imperil right whales in southern New England waters. Sean Hayes, chief of the Protected Species Branch at NOAA's National Northeast Fisheries Science Center, said in a May 13th letter to the Interior Department officials. The department is weighing at least 10 proposals to install wind turbines in shallow Atlantic waters, projects key to fulfilling Biden's 2030 goal. Additional noise, vessel traffic, and habitat modifications due to offshore wind development will likely cause added stress that could result in additional population consequences to a species that is already experiencing rapid decline. There were fewer than 350 North Atlantic right whales left, down from a high of 478 in 2011. The endangered marine mammals are already chronically stressed by limited food, entanglements, vessel strikes, and noise, which, of course, was what? The whole entire justification for banning the lobstermen. Do you understand? The people who think they're making us safer are, number one, causing more pollution, Number two, they're destroying our economy. They're crazy. It's beyond crazy. They're just stupid. Okay, Kanye West is crazy. These people are stupid, straight stupid. And they're in charge right now. They're running the government right now. I got a bad feeling about this. Me too. Okay, because understand Joe Biden is not the president. He's not in charge. It's an iTunes user agreement. Click to the bottom. Hit I agree. You want your pudding cup, old man? You shut your face. You get no pudding. We will put you to bed right now. We won't even change your depends. You will go up that stairs. No no TV tonight. None. Jill's not giving you the TV. All right, all right, I'll sign it. That's what's going on. It's the president. Okay, you can't imagine working where I do in media, how many people I know. Like, it blows my mind. I was a cab driver like five years ago. I know people that work inside the White House, like the last two. I'm not saying it to brag. I'm saying, my God, the things I found out are horrifying. Okay, I grew up, you know, in Levittown, New York. It was the biggest post-World War II settlement for American GIs returning home from war. These were the heroes. They stormed the beach. They staved off the Nazis. These were the men. They were the best. And because I grew up around the best, I assumed everybody that wound up, you know, making their way into government was also the best. (coughs) Oh, gosh, I'll say it again. (coughs) Horrifying. Okay, but right now we have the environmentalist wing. And they have no idea. They have no idea what they're doing. It's, it's, it's fascinating, but not in a good way. So you understand we're banning lobster fishing up in Maine because it's going to harm the right whales. We're going to replace it with wind turbines that are going to harm the whales even more. And then when we're done doing that, we're going to go out and we're going to have a nice lobster dinner in the White House to celebrate all we're doing for, for the environment. Yo, this is clown stuff. <laughs> That's what's going on right now. But because political agreement, you know, disagreement's inconvenient, well, it's just, you know, I'm going to vote for my side so we beat those other guys. I don't like them. I like clicking these stories. And that's where we are as a country right now. Our obsession with convenience, okay, has gotten us to a place where we can't ha- have civil debate. It's easier to avoid it by just giving people the convenience of telling them what the other guy stands for. Oh, that guy's a white supremacist. All right, well, let's not talk to them. I'll vote for these guys. Oh, these guys are commies. Well, let's not talk to them. It's over these folks. But we're not addressing the issues. That's what's going on right now in the country. I'm telling you, we're in a really dumb place. We are people who hit the lottery. We won 
the lottery in life. You look around the world, there's nowhere else in the world you'd rather be than here. No places with more upward mobility economically, socially. Whatever you happen to celebrate, believe, worship, do, forget about it, okay? There is so much opportunity in America, okay, that uh, you can now win a women's swimming title if you're a man. <laughs> like, think about that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's where we're living. When I was a little kid, I was 19, I owed a bookmaker $3,000, and I called him up and I was like, listen, I apologize. This is so humiliating. I don't have the money. I'm going to go on payments. I'm going to pay you if that's, you know, no, you're not going to break my legs. I'm so sorry. And he's like, Jimmy, you're a smart kid. Why would you do that? You know better. And I was like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed. I said, if the Raiders won a two-team parlay, I would have had $7,000. And he said, what? He said, well, yeah, right, Jimmy. Well, if my aunt had a she would be my uncle. And I want to call him back 20 years later and say, well, here's a newsflash. If your aunt had a she could still be your aunt. What the hell is the world coming to? It's the number one children's show in the country. He's a lot better at radio than he is being a dad. Oh, snap. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're living in the death of shame. I say it every day. These people just say anything. They don't care. Clip I played earlier in the week. Karine Jean-Pierre, when she was talking about, no, no, you don't understand. Biden went to the border. It was like when Kamala said she went to the border. Nobody went to the border. They haven't been to the border. They haven't even listened to Borderline by Madonna. They haven't made a run for the border. Gone to Taco Bell. Okay, everyone's full of it. It's bananas, what we're living in right now. Okay, some of the craziest things I've ever heard. I played this yesterday. It was John Kirby telling us the Afghan troop withdrawal was a success, and it was the marvel of the world. Clip 24. I don't know that uh, that's the Pentagon's assessment that it was a propaganda gift uh, to to China. If anything, uh, nations like China and Russia took a look at what we did in Afghanistan, and we've talked about this many, many times over the last year, uh, and and had to marvel. Uh, at the speed, the efficiency, and the effectiveness uh, that oh, a very please. small number, a very small number of troops, Brian, you listen to me now, hear me out. A small number of troops were able to move that many Afghans safely out of that country. Uh, no other nation in the world can do that. Yeah, something about the way we collapsed the government, turned our back on ten thousand allies. It was uh, everybody else is marveling. We left eighty-five billion dollar weapons behind. I mean, come on, man. Seriously. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. If only. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing Ain't Nobody Does It Better. And if it pertains to cowboy boots on TV... They could be referring to my next guest. I'm not going to lie. I mean, they could be referring to me, but I'm trying to be humble here. Uh, she is a general in the Fela Fashion Mafia. She's a superstar Fox News contributor, Fox Nation, multimedia sensation. Uh, and she's probably the best shot with a firearm of anyone listening to the show right now. So behave. Katie Pavlich <laughs> is here and she's not having it. Hey, girl. It's Friday, Jimmy. I'm so happy to be on with you oh, ahead of the weekend. This is great. You, that is perfect. And you read the intro just the way I sent it. Thank you. 
Um, I'm You're kidding. welcome. Uh, so, <laughs> there's so much dumb stuff going on right now, like a stampede of stupidity everywhere we turn. I, I don't even know where to start. What I was talking about earlier, this is a weird one, but it was this lobster deal. Okay. You know, they ban. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even know if you follow the story. They're like, all right, you can't, you yeah. know, you're going to harm the whales, so you can't have lobstermen, which, by the way, they're lobster them now. They're not lobster men. Okay. Biden's already in trouble right. for that. But did you read the story about the wind farm and the, the wind farms are worse for the lobsters than the lobstermen or the whales yeah. and the lobstermen? So what is going on? Yeah. Are, they, are they just stupid? Well, it's just, you know, people like me who grew up in is a real conservationist, mm-hmm. you know, grew up camping and hunting and being in the woods and understanding that, you know, there's a difference between littering and pollution and this big theme of climate change. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been screaming about this for years because, you know, when you go out west or you fly over an area and you, you know, do a comparison between seeing all the windmills versus not seeing anything really when it comes to what natural gas entails mm-hmm. on the land. Um, it's just obvious and common sense that these things cause problems. Yeah. Uh, we've known for years that they kill birds. That's right. been thrown out the window as a consequence, right? Like if mm-hmm. you kill a, an eagle, you're going to federal prison. But if the wind farms do it, they usually don't have many consequences for it. So I'm not surprised to hear that the wind turbines are, you know, off the coast uh, have an effect on the local uh, ecosystem. And ironically, uh, everyone screams about, oil and gas, but a lot of these oil rigs actually provide a nice environment for the marine life. Um, You can go scuba diving around them and see tons of animal life, actually. So while they uh, try to vilify oil and gas, the wind farms are the ones who are causing problems, not to mention they're very hard to dispose of. Oh, yeah, there's that. What's so psychotic about it to me is there are so many people uh, in charge of industries that don't actually partake in the activity. It's like we're making environmental yeah. policies to placate people who live in Manhattan high rises. Oh, right, right. Isn't it weird? Yeah. Like it's even with the gun debate. Whenever we get into the gun debate, I always find your feed to be so fascinating because no, there's never a debate that ensues that doesn't result in you having to correct someone in Congress or the Senate for not understanding gun terminology. And I don't think there's anybody worse than Biden. Yeah, well, and the thing is, too, you know, you mentioned the. The environmentalists living in their Manhattan high rises, you know, we're totally seeing this play out on the global scale at the U.N. where, you know, these rich elitist countries that have already done their development and have heat and running water and electricity and all of these really nice things that make being a human being much easier than it is in a third world country. They're now preventing third world countries from developing under the guise of climate change, saying that they have to protect their environment so that they you know, don't get themselves in a position where there is a flood or something that's the responsibility of the developed nations, but they won't let them develop themselves. And the irony is that if you allow countries to develop and use capitalism and technology in the environment, it's actually better for the environment. Uh, it's not a good thing for countries not to have uh, energy resources like natural gas or electricity, because guess what happens? You have to burn down all the trees yeah. and use that as your source of energy. And so, they're just preventing people who need the most development from developing while claiming the moral high ground and saying it's for their own good. It's actually really disgusting. It is. Um, and when it comes to, you know, making these decisions about like the lobstermen and, and, mm-hmm. and the, the impact on the environment, human beings are part of the environment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's always going to be an impact at some point. The question is how much of an impact are we willing to accept? And now we're seeing more and more that oil and gas actually has a far less 
devastating impact on the environment than what they call clean clean and green energy. I never call it that. I call it alternative energy because it's not clean or green. <laughs> and as we're finding out, it's worse than what we're using now. It's so true. Katie Pavlich is on the line. We're having a big for we're having an adult conversation by the standards of you and me, by the way. We're normally on like <laughs> our know. we're normally on like our fifth fashion <laughs> insult by now or you're you're telling my wife to buy me a treadmill for Christmas. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's fine. It, <laughs> Whatever, whatever yeah, it you know, this, this winter, you know, rolling in is kind of like cramping my fashion game, i got to <laughs> yeah. say. Like, Yo. it's just too hard. <clears throat> it's too hard to keep up with their fashion uh-huh. when I have to wear, like, 50 layers and, <laughs> like, you know, cowboy boots on ice and snow is, like, a really bad Yeah, it's, it's not a thing. Like, I... It's not a thing. It's terrible. A couple of years ago, I was walking outside Fox, actually, in D.C., in my cowboy boots, and I stepped on a grate Ooh. and just went down, like <laughs> slipped on the ice, both knees slammed right into the grate, like yeah. bruises for, you know, weeks. It was horrible, and mm. that was my first lesson, and, you know, the fashion mafia can't really keep up with the wintertime. It's not an all-terrain tire is what you're telling me, the cowboy it's boot. Not. not an all-terrain not, tire. Unfortunately. That's, nope. that's funny as hell. I'm laughing. Well, you know, by the way, last night while they're having their lobster dinner and Macron is in the White House, France is opening yeah. up more coal plants right now, aren't they? Uh, yeah, and so is Germany, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, you know anybody who doesn't want to freeze to death. Um, <laughs> it's like, but this is the point, all right? I want to come back to this. These <laughs> people don't know what they're doing, and we have to be allowed to say that because it's a yeah. two faction thing. Number one, they're causing more pollution, as you said, but number two, they're decimating the economy, and we can't yeah. have any of the creature comforts in our life without fossil fuels. So it's like, at what point? Like, where is the breaking point on this? Because I don't think, in their eyes, there is a breaking point. Because I don't think any of this affects them. Yeah, I mean, apparently, like, until people start walking into their multi-million dollar houses and throwing soup on their art that they paid for, <laughs> maybe when they start throwing soup on Hunter Biden's art, we'll actually get some <laughs> common sense out of these people. That's funny. When I saw when I saw all the white powder on that painting, I just assumed it was a Hunter Biden <laughs> painting. I was like, oh, well. <laughs> you know how he made his paintings, don't you? Oh, talk to me. There's a technique. Okay, so first of all, Vanity Fair did this huge expo you know this this puff piece on him it was absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. and they talked about how he does his painting in his pool house mm-hmm. in the back and they talked about how he spits paint through a straw onto the canvas and that is how he paints it's so disgusting it's so disgusting and then they sell it for 500 grand it's just it's like you're buying spit from hunter biden uh, I, i'm just i'm shocked that the guy who is naked in every other internet post is so unhygienic you know this is so I'm surprising only fan page he might gotta pay his taxes somehow <laughs> well all right so listen that's a it's a perfect transition because this is the question i want to i want to ask you and I brought this up yesterday on Outnumbered, and no one is asked. There's this second gear to the Hunter Biden thing. So I think we would agree here. Let me just establish this, that, you know, places like CBS or maybe Yoel Roth at Twitter, who are now coming to Jesus and saying, well, it turns out the laptop is real. Uh, they knew it was real. And they're trying to cover their ass because now that the Republicans have the House and Elon is exposing right. stuff at Twitter, they want to distance themselves from the cover up and make the cover up look like an honest mistake. Can we agree there to start? Yeah, no, okay. that's absolutely perfect. what they're doing. Perfect. All right, perfect. Uh, they, they knew it. All right, yeah. per- perfect. Well, hear me out, because here's the second gear to this that it's, no one is even exploring. Okay, if they agree that it's real, 
aren't they still being derelict in duty and not calling for a pursuit of a thorough investigation? Because if you're saying it's real, you're saying the big guy is real, the influence peddling is real, the Chinese money, the Ukrainian money. So it's kind of like a strategic ass covering to buy back some credibility, but they're still not interested in pursuing a Democratic president. Yeah, no, I mean, this the laptop was never about Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. Like, we know Hunter Biden's a mess. We know that he's committed multiple felonies, whether it's throwing a gun in a trash can after lying about his, you know, illegal drug use on a background check form that you and I would be in prison for doing that. Yep. Um, it was all about Joe Biden being exposed on this laptop as a business partner of Hunter Biden. Yep. He had a key to their office. He was in the meetings. There are photos of... Joe Biden on golf courses and and at restaurants in Washington, D.C., meeting with Hunter Biden's business partners. Joe Biden was a a Hunter Biden business partner, and that is why they had to say it was Russian disinformation. It wasn't real because that's who they were protecting. And it was at that point, it was all about power. Right. And Mm -hmm. it was October of 2020. So they couldn't like replace Joe Biden with another nominee in the primary, for Mm -hmm. example. It was too late. It's always been about Joe Biden. It's not about. Hunter Biden nope. and Joe Biden using Hunter Biden as a, a a vessel to get these shady business dealings done and to make himself rich. So true. Katie Pavlich is on the line telling it like it is. Um, one of the big, you know, hot topics this week with the Twitter uh, was, of course, everyone got mad at Elon Musk. And there were a lot of laughable like, you know, Elizabeth Warren and one person shouldn't be in a room. And she certainly didn't hold that position. They were banning Trump. But I don't want to even get into that. Yeah. The point I've been trying to make all week to everybody else is that, you know, if you were really trying to protect America, I don't even think we have another conversation about Twitter. Twitter's kind of like a self-regulating thing at this point. I think the challenge, not the challenge, I think the threat is TikTok uh, in terms of who's running it and what they're using it to do. Like Christy Noam banned TikTok. This is a thing. So while you and me are talking, right, you know, they have all these TV screens in the radio studio here at Fox because they want me to be able to pull information off of them. So it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? So they they give you as many tools as they can. Katie, I am. You know you need help. Yes, I am bumper bowling all the way to the bank. (laughs) I mean, they are cutting up the food nice and easy, letting Jimmy do his little radio show. So CNN, okay, right now, and I don't even want to, you know, at CNS, it's kind of cliche to even bash them at this point. But the, the angle they're taking on the left is that Christy Noam banning TikTok is dangerous to Americans. But uh-huh. it's the complete uh-huh. opposite of that. But it's like, so the yeah. question, my question is, okay, we know TikTok, they're related to the Chinese government, but it's almost like, you know, like Apple is doing more help for China than it is for America at this point. I think a lot of people would argue. Yeah. But has China like successfully infiltrated the thought process in mainstream media? Like, are they dumb oh, yeah. or have they actually been indoctrinated? What do you think it is? Well, I think it's a couple things. I, I, I it, It's frustrating that we can't even get on the same page politically against something like the Chinese Communist Party. Mm-hmm. It's like if Christy Noem, a Republican governor, bans something, you automatically have to criticize that because she's a Republican, right? And mm-hmm. the media is heavily Democratic. Yep. And I was actually hopeful this week because Mark Warner, who's a Democratic yep. senator from Virginia – was saying, yeah, you know what, Trump is right, and we really screwed up by not jumping on board with him and banning TikTok Mm -hmm. years ago because now it's deeply embedded in everything and Mm -hmm. in our governments and the White House is using TikTok influencers to get their message out and they're TikToking from the White House, which is a total national security threat. Um, And so there's there's that, and there's some people kind of thinking like, okay, maybe we should just like not take sides on this and work together. Mm -hmm. But the media has not. 
And we know that China is in everything. They're in the NBA. They're in Disney. They're in all of our universities spying on us and stealing all of our stuff. They've been in the government. Um, they set up these Confucius Institutes that Mike Pompeo and Trump shut down, thankfully. Um, they're everywhere. And so TikTok is something that the Chinese Communist Party is using to brainwash the kids in America. I think the most revealing thing about that is, you know, while we're watching like libs of TikTok, for example, is so good at exposing what kids are watching on yeah. TikTok in America. But in China, they're watching videos about how to do STEM and how to do math and science and to be proud of your country. And they're also limited to like only 20 minutes a day on the app. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a real problem. Because <laughs> we and the media's we, not helping. No, we like cat videos too much. We're like, here's our information. <laughs> Go China. Yeah, cat videos. <laughs> so, well, yeah, this... identifying as mice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Something> else. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you that. Uh, you do travel as much as I do. Um, have you lost any suitcases recently to Biden cabinet officials? <laughs> uh, this is why you always got to carry on. You, you can never check a bag. <laughs> You never know when the the nuclear freak is going to take your bag. The, the the problem is you can't even they can't even prosecute the person because they identify as not guilty, so we can't we can't <laughs> right. even imprison them. <laughs> well, today the guys or whatever said uh, that that he he doesn't want to travel back to Minnesota for court because it's too too financially burdensome. And it's like, well, maybe you should have thought of that before stealing. Someone's suitcase worth twenty five hundred dollars. I I can't. It's so weird because this is what we're doing. Okay, we are infantilizing society. Like we're everyone's a child now, except the people who are actually children are getting shown adult sexual imagery. Correct. It's like it's yep. it's like they seriously like they snow globe the world. You know, you take one of those snow globes as a little town in it, you shake it upside down, yep. and then the snow falls down. We've snow globed the country. It really, really has. Yep. It's it's just it's a mess, and not it's in like really a hard to get out of a snow globe too. It's yeah. like you're trapped in there forever. Yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what your snow globe game is like, KP. Maybe that's why you're armed all the time. You got to fire your way out yeah, of a snow you globe. Shoot your way out of that thing. This right. is the only way. <laughs> hold on, hold on tight. We're gonna chat. Uh, listen, you're the greatest. Uh, happy holidays. I'm sure we'll talk before then. But I was yeah, it was nice to have you and your seasonal tires in the studio today. Thank you very much. Do I well. gotta get some new. I gotta put the the ice yeah, driving go, machines. Go on get the some feet. of the tread. You know, put a spike on those stilettos to go with the spike <laughs> on those stilettos. I don't know what to tell you, KP. A little traction. Yeah, you know, this, that's all we need. This is your end of the conversation. Good stuff. I'll see you soon, pal. Exactly. You're the best. Thanks. Have a good weekend. There Bye. she goes. There we go. Back after this. A show with substance and style. This is my oldest guy in the boy band look. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. He's a good looking Italian. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. We're in the bottom of the ninth of a stellar week of broadcast radio. Wrong. Come on. It's a tough crowd. Uh, well, if the radio thing ends, uh, I am off to the telly. I will be co-hosting the five today. Highest rated show in all of TV. We've I got to be honest, man. We've kicked a lot of asses this week. What a wild week from Ingram and Hannity and Outnumbered and. America's Newsroom and the great Harris Faulkner. We won Kennedy's game show last night. Shout out to the K-Train. She is on the five with me as well. It'll be Kennedy, myself, Jesse Waters will be there, handsome Harold Ford, 
Judge Jeanine Pirro also excited to work with me today. That is a lot. But the point is, it's going to be a hell of a show. It's the grand finale. When this thing ends, you will not see me in a comedy club. You will not see me on a television set. I am going to be home. I'm going to be off for 48 hours. Uh, I'll be home. I'll be writing stand-up because I'm back on the road next weekend. I am at the Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City. Uh, BricktownComedy.com if you want tickets. Following weekend, I am at the Summit City Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Iowa. SummitCityComedy.com if you want those tickets. If you want the Failavision, watch the five. If you missed any of the TV stuff, uh, we posted all of it. America's ever, any, any Whatever hit I did, pretty much. There was a couple of Fox Business things that didn't get posted, but we'll get to them over the weekend with any luck because uh, we're certainly going to have a lot of highlights from the five today. It's going to be a banger. It's Friday. I have not gone to bed yet, uh, so I am loopy. And I am ready. I am ready to take our little movement uh, over to the next medium and get the damn thing done. And I got—I want you guys to know this, man. If you've been paying attention, like, uh, it's really going nuts for me right now. Like, when I walk down the street and I get on a train, you know, I, I was at the grocery store the other night. I took four selfies with random people that were just like, hey, Jimmy Fallon. You know, it's pretty funny. And the difference between, I think, me and famous people. So when you meet famous people, it's like, you know, oh, my God, it's a big deal. But people talk to me like I'm an equal because I am. Like, you guys are not my listeners. You're my friends. This is our movement. You're a part of it. You're driving it. You're sharing it. And you really should be proud because I'm not accomplishing this. We are. But that's why it's always funny. Like, if I walk out of the building, they're like, oh, my God, Tucker Carlson. Oh, they're like, oh, Jimmy Fallon, you got change of a 20. It's like a totally different reaction. You know, these people are stars. Like I said, these people look like TV stars. I look like the guy who installed your TV. But I'm going to be on it today at 5 o'clock. So I hope you can make it. Either way, have the best weekend, man. I'll see you Monday. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.